he apparently predicted how many idiots there would be around. Welcome to episode number 46 of Unrelenting for Friday, October 14th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill, and if we fuck it all up, we'll just fix it in the post, Gene. Well, I mean, I know you're kind of lazy to do that, but you could. We got filters. It does everything. It's magic. It's all stuff. You know, I probably should uh, install Audition at some point. It works fairly well. I pay for the freaking subscription. I don't even have it installed. Well, then you should definitely install it. I still want to know, and maybe they'll eventually get to it. I still want to know why I have to take the audio file that I record in audition Mm -hmm. and move it to premiere in order to get a transcript. It's like they're still living. That is so weird. I know. Like living decade ago where you, uh, you didn't need the transcription for audio things. Mm-hmm. and their whole system does it so it's like it doesn't make sense let me just push one button after the show's recorded that's well, have you uh emailed them about this no i should i know i like to complain on a podcast it sounds mm-hmm. way better and it gives us content probably probably so have you been been good and you sound good i mean you can tell you're on a better mic today you're home home base ah, i am home indeed it is nice and cool in here uh i actually had to turn the heat on briefly this oh morning. my gosh but it seems like it's dropped back and down into the house now to like 62 degrees mm. so you know that's fine with me i like it cold where you're the opposite because you've got your reptiles so you got to be warm so it's like the yeah yin and yang. I, it, it, you know it's funny when i was in mexico i'm pretty sure that i was in the colder hotel room than my house <laughs> well that's see when i go on vacation that's like a must even when we were mm. in ireland that was the surprise that there were a uh, few of the hotels didn't even have air conditioning none of them had them when i was in ireland now the there were rooms at uh the clarence in dublin that had them and Mm. some that didn't that is a boutique hotel Mm -hmm. that bono and the edge bought like a decade ago and totally um, brought it back to life and it's a beautiful hotel even if you hate you two it is a beautiful hotel i can't remember where i stayed when i was in dublin but i know it was only like within two blocks of temple bar that's where we were right this was right on temple bar you mm-hmm. walked out yep. the back of the clarence and you were right there and uh which meant it was a little bit rowdy and noisy at night but i didn't really kiss you now if you have a good time in dublin you're not going to remember a lot of the fun you had in dublin no no i just remember we didn't eat the first two days because we were drinking you know they will serve you food with your alcohol uh, it seemed like a waste why would you want to ruin a perfectly good buzz <laughs> with food oh the good old days talking yeah. about that having not taken a drink for a year <laughs> i know i was gonna say now you're in mexico where most people go in order to get oh, inebriated. dude they were pissed off at me because obviously the um would you like a drink sir would you like a drink sir? you know the the uh tips uh that they get from the froofy drinks are a lot higher than non-alcoholic beverages i would imagine uh so i actually had to start well two things happened one is they after the first two days the hotel staff started charging me for every iced tea 
individually. <laughs> so they knew you. Uh, uh, they figured out that I drink a lot of them and uh, free refills are, you know, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, hold, that's how we do it here. Um, and then I also started tipping more so they would actually get better service. But my my bill for just iced tea for the week came to i wrote this down let me look it up real quick <laughs> so this must have been it, it was a lot number if it you was a lot yeah, yeah 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 exactly exactly uh so for the ice tea it came to uh three thousand eight hundred and fifty pesos <laughs> okay what is that in real money about 19 to 1 transition translation rate it's about 400 bucks it's a lot of iced tea for non-alcoholic iced teas yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just imagine if that was whiskey uh, in Ireland, how much that would have cost. About the same. That was the uh, <laughs> the place I sp- ever spent the most on uh-huh. one drink was in Ireland. I mean, just the overall drinks really? were expensive. Well, you know, mm. not just if you're having a Bud Light or something, but at again, Bud the, Light. there was the, the bar at the time in mm-hmm. the Clarence was called the Octagon Bar. I think the, that's gone now. I think they've redone it. Mm. But they had a drink on the menu that was like a purple passion or something that their bartender had won some award at something for the drink. And it was mm. like, you know, 19 euro, which there I've had worse things. This is going back uh, 2009. So, you know, yeah. again, we're going back a little bit, but we were in. Uh, I mean, at the current exchange rate, that's like 10 bucks, right. but, which is yeah. great. Now is the time to go get drunk in Ireland, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think so. I forget what city we were in because we were uh, with uh, following the ring of ring of Karen was right in that area for Mm -hmm. this particular one. And we were with I was working for a country music artist who was touring Ireland. Mm -hmm. So we were there and there were a bunch of country music artists that were. And I guess that the day before we were at this particular hotel slash venue that Randy Travis and his band, the Randy Travis band, were at this mm-hmm. hotel and venue and drank them out of a lot of the whiskey, which I'm like, now that, nice. know, if you can drink an Irish hotel out of the whiskey, that's pretty impressive. But I went up. And uh, yeah, went, right? that, is, that is pretty impressive. I mean, try to yeah. wrap your brain around that. And I went up to the, uh, and it was like in the little bar in the lobby mm. area. Everybody's mulling around. I went up. Yeah, to get, I, we might have talked about this in the past. What was your favorite city in Ireland? Favorite city? It's it's hard because one, Dublin and Belfast are fun if you like to be in the bars and the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. music going on. But I'm more of the, it, well, that's fun. I'm more of the introvert who it's like just being out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And there's a lot of, once you get out of the big cities, just beautiful scenery in Ireland. And it's very relaxing. You know, if your room doesn't get overrun by spiders, even better. But it's a beautiful country. A lot of sheep out there. Yeah. I mean, if you need those, I mean, for eating or whatever. Well, they they manicure everybody's lawns. They just, it's perfect. Well, right. You do not need to be. To be fair, I didn't see anybody mowing lawns. When I was there was there. Just, no, you don't mow lawns. <laughs> you have you have real life lawnmowers. That's what you do. You throw them out there, then you shear the sheep if you want the wool. Uh-huh. You can have a little bit of mutton. You I can- I thought it was really cool because I you know I I mean I've been around sheep and stuff, but I've never well, well, been course, in a country that be. is just 
chock full of sheep. Yeah, so I haven't been to, uh, I went to Ireland, I hadn't been to New Zealand in time. So uh, when you look at them, they're all stationary. Like they're not walking around. They're just standing and chewing. And if you glance at them, you never catch one actually walking. But if you watch one for about three, four, five minutes, you can see that after it kind of eats the grass in front of its nose, it'll take like half a step forward. And it'll start eating there, and then it'll finish that about a minute or two later, and then it'll take another half step forward. So they're they're just continuous, slow lawn mowers that that poop out fertilizer. But they seem efficient. Oh, I think they're super efficient. I mean, the the sheep it mows your lawn, it fertilizes your lawn, uh, it generates sweaters, right? Clothing, and you can eat it. You right. can make soup out of it, right? If you really get hungry, you put it in the end pot, and you got everything good. Yeah. Uh, it's just like it's a, it's a full uh, product life cycle animal. So I mean, I enjoyed both parts of mm-hmm. the the life in Ireland, which is, you know, I think kind of the, the city same life here. and the country life. Yeah, which is kind of the same as I here. like Galway. Galway was my favorite city on the whole trip. Why? What made that stand out? It's super quaint. It's very cute, uh, and. Uh, it just, it seemed like a Hollywood set of Ireland. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I'm sure Steve Earle wrote that song, Galway Girl, which has become a Irish traditional song, which is interesting to me. That's mm-hmm. like, okay, some uh, guy from, I believe, I don't, I don't know if he was born in Texas, but obviously very American. Yeah. The Irish don't care who writes the music. Almost every band, if you go to Ireland, if you're in Ireland yeah. right now, ask a band to play, if you, or any busker to play that song, and they know it. Don't matter that Steve Earle wrote it, that crazy mm-hmm. American. But you're right, it is very picturesque. And that's not, I mean, it's nice to have that kind of history, because coming from, you know, ugly American, growing up in a suburb of Chicago, and, you know, knowing mainly that and downtown Chicago, which, I mean, now... You can just get stabbed thinking about downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. Going to Ireland, I mean, it was very interesting. To like, oh, well, these buildings are hundreds, if not thousands of years old and uh, the structures there. And I mean, you have to get very used to the fact that the roads, not very wide, not really meant. Oh, in- God. Yeah. They're like a small car basically has enough room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's lines down the middle, but your car doesn't fit on your no, side of no, the. It, it really doesn't. And it's amazing to see these buses oh my going God. through there. It's like, what the hell? Those drivers deserve hazard pay for, mm-hmm. for where they get those vehicles. And I mean, it didn't help. I think I've told the story before that we had a Land Rover, a Range Rover, whichever one's. Bigger. Yeah, that's way too big. And that was not fun to try mm-hmm. to get around a lot of the areas in Ireland, which is why we ended up you know backing it into something once but that's okay we had the insurance mm. we had the insurance and we I were not drinking that time so there's good i think we had a fiat see that's a little smaller yeah it's as much as a, a stick and uh i was pleasantly i wasn't even surprised i guess that much but i was <clears throat> pleasantly happy that I, my assumptions were correct let's put it that way that it really only took about 10 minutes of driving to get used to having stick on the left side. See, that would be weird. I mean, it's, it's, you mainly want to remember it, not to turn into traffic. <laughs> well, I think it's, 
it's interesting because it's not a mirror move, right? So the the first is still in the same place that it is for right hand stick. Right. Well, for that, so, I'm just talking about when you're turning the car. Oh yeah. I don't know. I got used to it really fast. I I've driven in countries that have uh, right hand drive um, quite a bit actually, and uh, I've never had an issue adjusting to it. But that Irish trip was one of the first times where I was driving for a solid week in a environment like that and uh i literally 10 minutes i don't think i ever like confused the wrong lane i didn't make any of the tv show mistakes where you're pulling into the wrong lane it was just you know everything is green outside the uh there's sheep walking around all the girls have red hair i'm like yep <laughs> this is a country oh, where you drive on the left side i like this yeah no i did like it i didn't i, I was not a huge fan of the of the cold wet weather uh in the middle of summer but, yeah it was uh, like 80 when we were there so it was weird it was in the uh, that is that is really weird well uh i was there in may so late may but it might have even been first week of june so it was early summer but it was still like a high of maybe 68 degrees that's perfect and a low of like 55 <laughs> Which is why they don't normally need air conditioning. And everybody's wearing wearing sweaters uh, where, you know, I think I I brought shorts as well as pants, but I never put the shorts on. It was never warm enough. It was when we were there. Yeah, that's unusual. And that's what everybody told us. This isn't how the weather normally is. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get the full Irish experience. I need to go back. At what some year point. you were there? 2000? I think it was what? 2009. I was there in 1999. Well, so okay, so we're we're due. We're due for a trip. Uh, yeah. I I you know I wouldn't mind going back to Ireland, but I I would probably prefer to do Scotland because that's also on my list that I haven't done yet. We could do both because you know I hear it's it's also there's a lot of sheep there too. <laughs> You'd like to go places with the sheep. I get it. Is, well, the, I, uh, is the new hypersonic the, planes? The, the are lawns they, are so well manicured. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, once the new hypersonic planes are ready, then you could just get us tickets. And oh we yeah, get go exactly go directly there. Pop right on. Oh, we over. could look for a, a you know see if anybody listens to us in that part of the world that uh, can help us make that trip a reality. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. On the road with unrelenting, and make sure yeah, you have enough. Gotta whiskey. wait till I start drinking again, though. Well. That would make it a more expensive trip. Well, it, a more fun trip. This is true. <laughs> At the time, the dollar was not doing very well against yeah. the euro, unlike now. And I'm, yeah, I may mess up yeah. the numbers a little bit, but I went up in this hotel to the bar mm-hmm. to order two double. I think I wanted just two double uh, black bush, which mm-hmm. is Bushmills. It's a little bit of a smokier flavor, but it's about the as far as the cost goes it's about equivalent to a regular you know cheaper mm-hmm. end of the bushmills and yeah. that's when the guy looked at me and said nope sorry randy travis's band uh <laughs> pretty much we're, we're out of that we don't have mm-hmm. this he's like all we have is the 16 year old bushmills and then he just kind of mm-hmm. looked at me and i'm just like okay well give me two doubles of that <laughs> and that ended up mm-hmm. being like 48 euros each which at hmm. the time was probably like 75 bucks a piece that's a little on the expensive side it was it was but you know by the time you drink them didn't really care yeah yeah i guess i don't know 
a good Man, time was he, had by all. For that kind of money, you could get some really nice whiskey. Yes, in a bottle. <laughs> Not sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 exactly, in the bottle. Yeah. 78, 75 bucks a bottle is about where you get into the nicer whiskeys. Yes. I mean, yeah, you've got your 20 to 35 or your low end. Yeah, I wouldn't drink anything like that. No, not unless you're mixing it with something. Yeah, I mean, if you want to put it into, uh, you know, mix it with uh, tea or something, make a hot toddy or something, yeah, sure. But if you want to actually appreciate the flavor, the, the, the cheaper ones, are, it's it's like going to McDonald's and pretending it's food. <laughs> to be fair, there are some. It's mostly plastic. There are more. Well, everything McDonald's is, but mm-hmm. there are more decent low-end irish whiskeys i believe it may just be because i'm an irish whiskey fan and like that more but i found that more of the cheaper irish whiskeys are palatable than like the cheaper bourbons oh i see what you're saying that there's a, you have a higher chance that it's not gonna be like ooh, this is not good at all i mean they're not great but they're very palatable compared to a, like a real cheap bourbon i could see that um you know the bourbons uh typically import their barrels and then ain't cheap well right because there's laws that well you can only use them once and then uh there's a lot of very strange mm-hmm. ways to making whiskey which i'm fascinated with yeah yeah it's um i mean you know those guys stuff. that did a whole created a career on just talking about whiskey those guys are geniuses i do yeah um yeah and then in fact i had to cancel my level three whiskey somalia class this year because i'm not drinking <laughs> that uh, does kind of kill the uh whole it thing, gets in the it? way of taking the class man because they want you to drink the stuff because you're yeah well you're supposed to be by uh level three identifying specific bottles by smell and taste interesting i mean how and i was like i'm nowhere near that right now i'm out of practice like how detailed is that I mean, at level two you're basically identifying regions and um some brands but at, at, at level three you're supposed to identify the actual whiskeys that's pretty hardcore it is yeah well i've you know i i've done this for fun for many years i i was a uh uh went to bartender school uh, i got licensed uh like 25 years ago and um always thought it'd be fun to open my own bar until you never did that so how much money they lose (laughs) oh they always lose money yeah yeah so i just built up a a large collection of alcohol at home so i've which is just as good yeah i I could make virtually any drink at home i I historically have had over 100 bottles of different varieties of uh, alcohol i may have uh, irish whiskey but i bet there's a good 50 different irish whiskey bottles unopened in the basement here there you go that's pretty good so we're ready for a party yeah well and that's what i was gonna say is i was mostly just doing that when i was hosting parties not you know i don't i I can't say i've never drank alone but the stuff that i would drink outside of a event uh is uh typically stuff that is much lower alcohol level and other people don't really like like? Uh, like my go-to drink was uh cranberry schnapps <laughs> okay i can see why people might which run the people other use way. as a mixer but i just like the way it tastes so i just drink it straight that's a very strange drink to uh to just sit around and sip on i'll give you that 
It is. A t- it's like cranberry schnapps on ice was like my go-to for years. And Probably like over a decade. Look at you funny when the big burly guy with the big. Well, no, no, beard no. Comes I up. I'm drinking it at home. I don't order it. So nobody okay, ever so has it. First of all, you can't get it. <laughs> nobody ever has it anywhere. I'd have to special order it for the house. But uh, I'm. I mean, it's. It, I guess it's more than beer, but it's a relatively cheap drink. That would make sense. Yeah. And I've never gotten into beer. I've had friends that have been very beer centric types and, you know, craft beers and make your own beer at home and stuff. And I just, I don't mind beer, but it, it it's probably like eighth or ninth on my list of things I would actually order. Oh, I'm exactly the same. I don't, I've ordered, you know, obviously I drank Guinness and some uh, Murphy's yeah, when I yeah, was in Ireland, but here, I mean, it's very rare that i'll go out and order a beer almost never mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i don't drink beer at home it's not like we have a big fridge stocked or anything um, no. it's like uh, whiskey that's what it was meant for it's yeah. easier to store it doesn't well go it bad. is it yeah i guess beer can still go bad it's low enough alcohol content uh yeah and then i like if i'm traveling and i I don't even know if it's true anymore. Let's say 20 years ago, if I was traveling in uh, Central America or, you know, any any countries down south, let's say, uh, where it's safer to drink the beer than the water, right? I would certainly do that. Um, but I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. I think water quality has improved across the world. So you had your um, bartending license. Did you ever get a podcasting license? uh i think so i don't know that i ever printed it out or anything but i think i got it i mean adam curry should have bestowed one upon you back at some in point. the day well he did i mean you just pay money for it right <laughs> it's not hard i mean it's all there was no too i mean there was no test you don't there's no test there should be at least a test i agree I think there should be a test. It's like, which end of the mic do you talk into? And some people would fail at that, especially with I the guarantee you, like microphone. three to four, three to four percent of the people would. They're like, I thought you're supposed to point the microphone over there yeah. and then uh, talk into this end over here and not get close enough to the microphone. So I've already done uh, two podcasts this week. Oh, is that all? This one, this one, this one today. And then, of course, my Saturday one tomorrow with Ben. I'll have four, four this week. Is that all? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you. I know. I mean, I really, there have been days recently where I'm like, um, I, maybe I'll just skip a few shows here. And I'm just thinking it would be nice at some point uh-huh. to just have a full week off. And it's not like it's work. I mean, it is, but it's well, not. Well, let I mean, me know. I can, I can take one of the spots as a guest uh, person in your stead. Uh, as, not the music one though obviously that that you're very specific on yeah, people would start rebelling if i start playing like classical and jazz music russian uh, symphonic music uh i don't even well there is a lot of good stuff there i mean the symphonic uh russian music is pretty good but uh it is uh, a daily thing it's like that's and it's your job man it's your unpaid job right well that's it and it was a, well slightly paid exactly and that's the deal. It's like, well, things were all moving in the right direction up until mm-hmm. uh, about the last, I don't know, 
six months or so i mean oh what does that coincide with uh what's well let's see the fact nato declaring war that's right nato declaring war also you the latest numbers as far as inflation i don't have them in front of me but it was for the things people buy the most you know your eggs Mm -hmm. and all that it's like Mm -hmm. it's amazing that the staples that people buy are up mm-hmm. like 20 50 100 percent from a year ago yeah. oh absolutely yeah from a year ago you're absolutely right the uh the shadow states stats using the old 1990s 1980s formula uh shows i think 24 percent, but that includes a bunch of stuff that's only gone up a little bit that lowers the average down to 24 percent but you think about it like how many countries in the world have a 24 percent inflation let's see venezuela yeah that uh, really iran really. uh i mean south korea or north korea sorry i guess i can't keep track our vice president confused me one of the koreas you know right. whichever one is not our friend right well, it, it's it's it like changes we're in really poor company in terms of managing economies this is we've got a basically a second world if not a third world economy right now that's about right and it doesn't seem to be getting better and that everything they're doing yeah they're either incompetent or they're trying to make it worse i'll tell you the only thing that hasn't really hit and equalized us to what i remember from the 70s from jimmy carter's administration is the 15 percent interest rates for housing loans Right. Once we get to that point, when the prime is up to like 13, 14 points, it will have completely surpassed uh, the next closest worst economic time in the U.S. was Jimmy Carter. And it's it's still raising, rising. Um, The mortgage rates are what, a little over seven now, right about seven, I think. I guess I, you know, I completely missed the whole low mortgage thing. I think when I bought my last house uh, back in 2006 or something, the interest rates were about 7%. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. And then, uh, which was pretty damn good compared to, you know, the past. Uh, and then the, the crash happened and I'm like, fuck this housing bullshit. I'm just going to rent for a while. How'd that and work well, it worked out great. I mean, I, I kind of like having a uh, uh, payment that's fixed. <laughs> Adult, <laughs> that yeah. it, it's uh, uh, no, I think it worked out good for everybody. It worked out good for the guy that owns the house I live in too. Cause uh, he's basically gotten a free house, right? It's a constant revenue. I, I paid for the for. house. Yeah. No, I've, I've completely paid off his loan at this point. We have um, a, a mortgage, but when we got our mortgage, it was only like, three point something mm-hmm. threes which it's like mm-hmm. every time you're like well should i put more money to pay off the mortgage the you know any the financial guys are as like, long as you have no other loans right so pay everything else off first yeah yeah no credit card my, my sister's that. really big into that whole thing she's like the master of you know refinancing and squeezing every dime out of everything and look at like a credit score credit of 850 offered. yeah no, she's I she has the highest credit score of anybody ever ever known. It's literally like 850. Nice. And, and uh she's uh you know, and she's not like super rich. She's just done a great job managing money. Well, yeah, you don't have to be super rich to understand how to 
manage your money and not overspend. A lot of yeah. people overspend and they get into mm-hmm. it. It was very easy to do when I got married. You know, this was going back to 1995. It was, oh, well, okay, you got a townhouse and then you're buying furniture and you're putting everything on a credit card. Oh, it's 0% mm-hmm. for whatever. And that stuff yeah. catches up to you very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure most people are thinking, oh, yeah, six months, I can pay it off in six months. Yep. Yeah. The hell you can. <laughs> well, that's how they get you. But that's why it's kind of even, even yeah. more nefarious. Now I've seen some of these places doing 0% for 24 months. And it's like, by that time, you're not going to want the stuff that you're still paying off. That is, uh, mm-hmm. that is on there. But I think everybody has to go through that at least once to go through that. Oh, I really need to belt. Well, and, tighten. Uh, and how many people just took that offer and bought Bitcoin? I've, well, the people that took their house that was paid for and mortgaged mm-hmm. it out then and then put all that money yeah. into about the bitcoins uh-huh, yeah. at 65 and are now going, huh, <laughs> what the hell happened? I mean, it's it, yeah, I know I bought uh, I took some of my podcast earnings. It's the only time I've ever bought crypto. Unlike you, I know you buy a lot of crypto. Every I week do. You put I really I. In. I haven't, yeah, a hundred bucks. There's an auto buy for a hundred dollars that, that it's not even weekly. It's bi-weekly. Every two weeks, it buys a hundred bucks regardless of price. Right. It's like, it's minimal, but it, it's, it averages out so that everything I bought when it was expensive now is getting diluted by all the cheap stuff. Right. You're back to where you have not moved one way or the other. Mostly. Well, the biggest, the, the funniest thing about it is looking at my, uh, my podcast related wallet which has had the exact same amount of dollars in it now for two years, even though the Satoshi, but keep the going value up. is more than doubled Yeah, in Bitcoin. The Satoshis <laughs> are going up, but the amount uh-huh. is going down. But the, the US dollar conversion value of the wallet stayed virtually the same the whole time. Yeah. That's what I did. I took, um, a thousand out of PayPal when, mm-hmm. uh, when Cardano was at a dollar and I'm like, Oh, it's going to the moon, baby. Mm-hmm. now it's at 39 cents i mean it went up to like 240 which i should have sold and been like this is a win but no mm-hmm. no it's a it's a long-term thing it's like you just put it in there and you, you forget about it but no. yeah this is the issue with being a partially paid podcaster that you know, there's only uh so much money out there not everybody mm-hmm. can do what no agenda is doing and find people <laughs> this week there was somebody that came in i think with three grand again it's like holy crap how does this happen where are they you keep telling people not to donate the person that'll donate three thousand for one episode tell them to donate gene tell them we would love yeah, to hear oh, i have them. no sure yes yes <laughs> please only donate if you're willing to donate three thousand dollars minimum yes there you go there this you is, go this is Perfect. a new this is a new concept for a podcast uh-huh. It's like minimal donation. I I think it actually makes a lot of sense because um the amount of administrative work that you need to deal with for these like less than five dollar donations is not really worth it. They, yeah, you need a well. They're worth it if there are thousands of them. Oh, okay. But if, if well, okay. Yes, but. Yes, but yes, if there but. are thousands, you're not the one going to be doing them. You're going to have to pay somebody to t- to tr- do all the administrative stuff. Yeah, I'll be going on Fiverr looking for somebody like, hey, can you? Uh, Adam and John aren't the ones that are doing that. No, they're just having all the fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. We did just get a boost. So speaking of with some Adam, I'm uh, I I'm supposed to head up and uh, have dinner with them today. Oh, interesting. interesting. Um, but that is contingent Uh-oh. on my packages showing up from China. Oh, you're getting your new gear. The uh, it was supposed to show up yesterday. It didn't show up. It's evil, supposed to show up today. I just want to pimp your website. It's evilrussianprepper.com, I believe. <laughs> evil Russian. Or, or is it are you now? What, you watch somebody done, actually you? get that. Yeah, that would be a great domain name. That I sh- I probably should, shouldn't I? I haven't even thought of that. That's a great idea. Get it done. Are you? It would be awesome. Armageddon. Are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> get your Armageddon supplies here now. That would be perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. All of this. Uh, until RU is blocked in the U.S. Well, with a great firewall be. of the U.S. Because, you know. Oh, my God. Freedom and all. But. Uh, we yeah, we well, it's uh, disinformation if it's not coming from the government. That's therefore disinformation now to be banned. Everybody knows that. That's not. That has nothing to do with freedom. Freedom doesn't allow you to get disinformation. Don't you know that? The PayPal thing with the misinformation yeah. bit. That was interesting and i want you know, to know i was the first one that that uh talked about that uh because i as soon as i got the notice from paypal i went and read the the full document you're like whoa, and whoa, i whoa. posted it what you're like whoa 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 wait a minute yeah i i'm like this is really going far outside of what their service is providing why the hell is they is it here so i i posted it on the social a uh, few people commented and then a week later you had all the stories popping up on uh, social, you know, on, on the rest of the, yeah, the uh, non, non-mainstream media. The rest of the media started talking about it. But it was like, yeah, this, I mean, I think whenever you get a notice that says we've updated our terms, you really ought to click on the damn link and read it, see what they're saying. Because you don't know what they put in there. Remember that right. South Park episode where, you know, the, the contract with Apple. Yeah, uh, for yeah. the new phones allowed them to basically enslave you and in, in, into a uh, centipede or whatever. Yeah, well, that sounds fair. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you you read the terms, right? That was a right. page one hundred and thirty-two. Now you agreed to that. Let me ask you this: Was this done intentionally? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Now, was the reason? See, right where I go mm-hmm. is to us to no agenda to all of the podcasts and people yeah. that are posting on various mm-hmm. social media forums that are using PayPal to take money. Yeah. You, it, there's, here's their plan. I, and I think this is what drove it is their idea. It's like, look, we we're going to have to keep deplatforming these people that, that are saying things we don't like, but you know, every time you deplatform one of them, a new one pops up. And then, so it's like, you know, you're trying to, shoot something that keeps reproducing really fast. What we need to do is come up with a way to discourage people from actually listening to them and sending them money. So yes, we're going to deplatform them, but we're also going to charge 2,500 bucks as a fine to anybody that dares to send any money to these people. See, that's exactly what I took from this. That's what they did. They got tired of playing the whack-a-mole game. Yeah exactly right of deplatforming the individuals mm-hmm. this is very much like the hey the riaa could put you in jail for a hundred years yep it is the True. threat which instantaneously and here's the thing 
I still have a PayPal account because we use it. Mm-hmm. But every penny that was in my PayPal account, gone. I took it and yep. put it somewhere else. Now, That's exactly what I did. And I also went and I, I, I don't know if you saw my post on this. I posted it to uh, Nogen Social. And I'd recommend everybody do this. Uh, if you don't want to close your account, don't close it. If you don't mind, close your account. But if you don't want to close it, here's what, what I did. Because I didn't close my account. But I just moved all the money up. I, I went to the PayPal help site, the, the, you know, the support site. And you can post questions in there. And a question I posted is, uh, what's the fastest way for me to close all my business and personal accounts on PayPal before the new regulations hit, before the new terms of service start? And that's it. That's all you got to post. Because the point of posting that is to let PayPal know what you're thinking. And that is enough. That will do sufficient enough damage uh, that, it, and it did, and that got them to reverse in a heartbeat on that policy because they started seeing a lot of people doing this type of activity, uh, either closing their accounts, threatening to close their accounts, emptying their accounts. Yes. But, you know, emptying the account is not enough because those terms, the way they were written, would allow them to sweep the money out of the bank account that's connected to your account. Yeah, but see, that's irrelevant because that was only going to happen to a small amount of people and the amount of people that took money out, this is relevant because this is where PayPal gets their worth. They're a bank. Yes. Yeah. So if they have, you know, today, let's just make it easy and say, well, it, before this terms of service thing came out, let's just say PayPal had a billion dollars in assets sitting in there, all the accounts combined. Mm-hmm. And this comes out in the next day and they look and they're like, we're down to a half a billion where did, mm-hmm. where did that money go that's not good for their business so anybody that did take the money and i'm very lazy when it comes yeah. to this stuff which is i leave the money in paypal until i need to well pay out you and uh right. Bemrose pull something and out right right and well it's it's not quite true what you just said um paypal functions somewhat as a bank but that's not where they make their money well, they make it. They don't processing. make. They don't make their money by loaning it out to other people the but way a do. traditional bank would. But they do. They make their money by charging a transaction fee on every transaction. But they do. They're both. more like a credit card company. True, because they do offer loans and stuff like that as well, though. So there's. They do offer loans, but it's but not their main business. The loan, yeah. The the thing with the loan is a loan of a hundred dollars is worth a lot more to them than you keeping a hundred dollars in your paypal account oh, right because that that loan for a hundred dollars creates an asset for them that they can then replicate eight times over and this so is then, the other way i knew where the economy was going because under donald trump when mm-hmm. i opened up a savings account that at the time i i don't remember what the the number was but it was a decent introductory thing but then because it's all based on prime it kept going down and going down yeah. and going down. Yeah. It was well under 1%. Oh, yeah. It's like you may as well just put your money under your mattress at that point. But now under Joey, I think yeah. it's up to like two and a quarter, two and a half again. You're kidding. No. Really? Yeah. Mm. You're like, there you go. Because in Europe, I don't know if you put remember. Your but back, there, baby. back about, yeah, my rubles are doing just fine. Uh, back in maybe five years ago, uh, the... Germany in particular, but I think a few other European countries 
uh, were paying a negative interest rate on bank accounts. So if you kept your money in the bank, they would charge you money every year for keeping your money in a savings account. Well, it's a convenience to put your money into an account. Well, not, but not even. I mean, they literally just refer to it as a negative interest rate right. because what they're finding is that it they're they're not making anything off your money being in the bank. So they prefer that you spent the money and then you needed more money because you spent the money you had and then that is what actually makes them money is you taking a loan out. That sounds about right. Loans are not tied to deposits. That's that's a misconception from people watching that movie uh what was it the Christmas story or whatever with um um what the what the hell's the actor name? I don't know. The Miracle on 34th Street or whatever. Oh, we're going way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good well, that's you know, that was the movie with the bank repossessing stuff and you know, it's like It's a wonderful the, life. Maybe. I don't know. It's a black and white movie. It takes place <laughs> at Christmas time. Is uh, a Russian had, version? Had Henry Fonda in it, I think. It's the Russian version. Is Every it? time you hear life. some kind of noise, an angel goes to heaven. There's some bullshit in there. Sure. I don't know. It's a Christmas movie. Whatever. It's a Christmas Christmas movie. Yes. Yeah. So I think a lot of people get get their information on how banks work from watching movies. Well, I think most people and get how their banks actually work is banks do not need to take to to have your cash accounts whatsoever. They they make all their money just from loaning money. Well, that and they sense. don't need your they don't need your money in order to loan money out. No, they need some money, but probably not your money. No, not anymore. Not anymore. The way that the current regulations are, you literally don't. Does it even have to be real money? Money is created out of thin air by making a loan. That would sound like something that might cause you loan the somebody a hundred dollars. Oh, you think? Yeah. You loan somebody a hundred dollars, and that value of that loan is the value with interest. So by loaning a hundred dollars, you just created an asset that's worth a hundred and ten dollars. So now the bank actually has more money after the loan than they did before the loan. That sounds very confusing. And then you can, yeah, and then you make the loan against that asset and you, uh, you create even more money. I mean, that's how banks are the, the institutions in this country that actually create money. Uh, it's not the government. It's not the Fed. It's the individual banks. It's not the guy with the really good money. printer in his basement. Well, wait, might be. It might be him, too. <laughs> no, because that printer prints a little little W in yellow color along with the serial number of the printer itself. Remember, that's why you can't print money on, on the printers is because all the printers actually print in quote-unquote invisible ink yes. to say that they're a printer. And that's why you don't do it print. with a commercial printing machine. You actually have to know your stuff now if you were a professional printer you know if you had the gear then you could print mm -hmm. all the money you want no you can't sure you could no i mean you, you're gonna get caught but you can still print anything you want uh you would you would need to be a traditional uh lithography printer can to i be able print to print rubles? money is that easier than printing dollars no they're i mean they have plastic just like canadian money in them so really, no, you can't. that's weird. Yeah. 
Well, everybody, I think, except for the U.S., has moved to plastic money these days. I mean, Mexico has plastic money. I don't know if you remember that. I, I just don't. Had to use utilize that, spread some Mexican money around, and uh, it has a little clear window that is plastic in the money. Still waiting for the United States to say we're recalling all the dollars. You must convert them to digital by X. Otherwise, they're going to be worthless. The convert the dollars to dollaros. Right. Dollaroos. We have Dollaroos, a, uh, yeah, yeah. a boostagram from our buddy CSB who says he recommends the Irish beer kill Kenny. Nope, dep, 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 no, no more reading don't, don't CSB. Kenny. No, no more reading any cheap donations. CSB, you want to send something <laughs> that gets read on air? No ads. There's no CSB ads on the show. I'm, I'm calling it. No CSB If you want to send something, you want to send real money, then it'll be read. <laughs> None of this, like, 23 cents, and you get to have some amount of our airtime used up for advertising. Fuck that shit. But I've never tried Polish beer. Tyski. Polish beer is that? pretty good. I have not tried that beer, but Polish beer in general is very good. I mean, I've, they probably sell it here. I mean, I live in an area where there's a you lot of You live Irish in freaking, well, you don't live in Chicago, Polish. as we've determined. Right. But you live close Chicago. enough to Chicago to go buy some Polish beer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah maybe i the other day i ordered some pierogi i mean they were frozen but uh oh, to make it well, i need really i need a, a nice polish grandma that could, there's uh, dude how how do you do not you should be able to get polish food via uber eats <laughs> dude i will like, never order from uber eats never why because i one i don't want people that i don't know carrying my food All right, g- give me your address i'll order something for you right now on uber eats I don't want Uber Eats. Here, just also, tell it to me while we're talking live. Go I ahead. also don't like <laughs> that they take like 30% from the restaurant. So I, I, oh my God. I have a real problem with the whole Uber Eats concept. I've never once ordered from Uber Eats, and I don't think I ever will. There are individual restaurants that I've ordered more than 50 times from on Uber Eats. Oh, I believe it. All right, let me find Chicago here real quick. Well, here we go. I got uh, uh, some Tyski beer. I can get uh, a case, 12-pack for nine ninety nine at our local Binnie's here. Okay. I don't, I've not tried that beer, so I don't know. It's good stuff. And then you should definitely, sure. you definitely don't want to tell people then to go to csb.lol, the website. Right? Definitely not. No, no, no. Okay. CSB that Joker, I believe, is the, the actual <laughs> site. But we're not Joker, we're not going to I would buy that in a heartbeat. You should buy it. it it's, it's up there. It exists. Um all right, I'm looking up Chicago. Chicago. I know there's a Chicago. Polish restaurant not I mean, probably about twenty five minutes from here there's a place uh that is good for Polish. Oh my god, they ugh, this is so stupid. Which which part? They list they list all the cities by states first so i have to click on the illinois before clicking on chicago okay now i'm in chicago and what are we looking for polish right yeah polish food all right let me uh ziggy's kielbasa house does that sound uh Uh, polish enough there is a polish fusion cuisine here listed where but where are these yeah no and then it's funny because like on yelp Mm-hmm. When I do a search for Polish food, the number mm-hmm. four thing that comes up is Chef Klaus's beer stew. It's like, no, no, that is German. 
Well, not necessarily. Okay, so I've been there. I, I mean, it's I've, oh, is it? Okay, yes. I've experienced this before, where you go into a restaurant that the name of it clearly sounds some particular country, right? And then it's, you're totally wrong. But what you realize is that the the owner is actually from a different country, and so they just like that type of food, and so you end up with whatever the restaurant name sounds like food, but also food that the owners knows how to make or you know whoever if it's a small enough place where the owner is involved in the in the menus um so i've like one of my kind of quick and easy restaurants that i go to here um a a buffet all you can eat buffet is a chinese buffet got a chinese name can't remember what it is uh you know like lucky something or other and but the owners are koreans and so it's a Chinese buffet that has like 25% Korean, Korean food. Barbecue, that'd be good stuff. Yeah. It's got Korean barbecue every day. It's got uh, a lot of Korean dishes and, and a lot of the, uh, the egg kimchi appetizers, got all that stuff. Um, so if you're going purely by name, you may be incorrect. There is a Polish fusion cuisine about 20 minutes from here. I generally don't like the fusion ones. Yeah, I know. You want traditional. uh, Well, I mean, fusion. Look, if you try the fusion and it tastes good, then it could become like a regular thing. But if you want something ethnic, you don't want to go with fusion. You want just just the ethnic food. I would agree. That's my take on it anyway. But yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Chicago in years, but. Uh, every time I've been to Chicago, I've stopped in and got some Polish food. When do the uh, warrants expire exactly? And when can we expect you back? Well, Illinois, I have no problems with. I, I can't be in Wisconsin. <laughs> well, who really wants to be in Wisconsin? Though? That's know, the question. That's a very good question. Um, but yeah, Illinois, I, I don't have anything out there. I can be there at any time. I was there, what, a year ago. Remember I flew through? Yes, yes, on your private I, I spent a, a day uh, at um, O'Hare. O'Hare, basically. Yeah, just outside of O'Hare in the hotel. Uh, and then uh, got some pizza. But probably not good pizza. No, I got good pizza. I got deep dish. We talked about it. Yeah, but I mean, really, is deep dish better than thin crust? I don't think so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe for a minute uh, I'm a thin crust guy. No. Although no, I haven't had deep dish in... Well, what's the name? Rattle off some deep dish places. I'll tell you which one I had. There may, may have been 10 years since I've had deep dish. Uh, Giordano's is a big one. That's that's the one I had. That was the one. I think it was partially owned by like Michael Jordan's for a while. Oh, I, I thought it was owned by uh, General Mills. You okay. never know. But Giordano's and then there's Lupo yeah. Nottis and uh, mm-hmm. Pizzeria Uno. and uh, Yeah, Uno is the one that I used to, like when I went to Chicago, I'd stop at Uno or Dua. Which is double um, the fun yeah uh but that was back in in days where you could walk around at night in in downtown chicago and uh smell the chocolates and be totally safe those days are gone yeah i guess the chocolate factory closed eh? right i believe it did too somebody told us mm-hmm. on a previous show that uh they yep. had moved that i mean for a long time when we would drive to well comiskey park let's not call it mm-hmm. whatever the new crap is we had to go by the uh, tootsie roll factory and that was another place that always smelled delightful driving by mm. the uh, 
the Tootsie Roll factory, but I think that's long gone as well. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I could see that being. Uh, I mean, as a kid, you can go- you imagine living downwind of the Tootsie Roll factory? That would be the best thing ever. Either that or you'd become immune to the smell and it wouldn't do anything for you anymore. True. You'd be like, I, it's nothing. Yeah. It is nothing to me at all. But I don't know. I mean, I just, I have very fond memories of Chicago and, and you know, walking down uh, Michigan Avenue in the middle of the night uh, over by the water tower there. It is going to go so horribly wrong. Come next uh, year in July when NASCAR is trying to do a street race and see how bad oh, yeah. it is. That'll be fun. I well, there is a documentary about that. I believe it's called Death Race Two Thousand. <laughs> That's exactly uh, David it. David Carradine is in that movie. I mean, I think that's uh, only fa- I, they really should. I mean, if you mm-hmm. really want to have yeah. a street race, they should have them go up and down the Dan Ryan with the locals. Don't close it no, off. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see it because <laughs> what you're going to end up with is you're going to have BLM protesters walking around while the race is happening. Holy shit, you're right. Not, mm-hmm. no, not only are they going to be walking, they're going to get on the track. Oh my God, yeah, you're right. absolutely. They're totally going to get on the track. And yeah. somebody's going to get killed because there's going to be yeah. somebody that's just going to oh, get hit at like a... Absolutely, somebody's going to probably a driver. Uh-huh. You have a brick thrown at them. Wouldn't doubt that. But if somebody, I could just see a protester <laughs> jumping into the track uh-huh, and it's, uh-huh, yeah. those cars are going to run you right but over. It's it's risky enough having uh, Formula One in Austin. The last thing you want to do is have it in Chicago. Uh-huh. No, I agree. I think this is a really bad idea, yeah. just mainly because of the fact that the amount of time it's going to take in order to create their temporary grandstands and their temporary luxury boxes it's like this (laughs) it's not going to end well yeah i agree i mean that's great the the visual you know because they have the course this all started because they digitized these streets and used them for a nascar uh e-racing whatever they call Mm -hmm. the digital racing yep and the visuals are beautiful you know the city and the skyline in the background or if you catch the lake on the other side with the cars zipping by for television Mm -hmm. it's going to be great but yeah it's going to be so bad navy pier is going to have some good seats to that race you maybe get up on the uh, ferris wheel Mm -hmm. yeah and be able to see dude i'm I'm sure they're going to put up some stands out there oh they are and that's also i don't understand how good it can be with the luxury boxes which are going to be elevated like 20 30 feet up it's like Mm -hmm. that sounds dangerous to me overall they can so the tickets the the f1 tickets here in austin a buddy of mine um just sold his he he bought them uh and then realized he was traveling during that time but they were going for 1800 bucks a seat damn yeah it's a new gig economy yeah yeah but you want to save if you actually have ticket stubs you want to save those do you for everything i was going through an Mm -hmm. old box of tickets because well my dad had a bunch of old baseball tickets we realized some are actually worth a lot of money and i was just posting things randomly and there was a john mellencamp concert that i went to in college where Mm -hmm. he opened up for a small band material issue and it was an unannounced thing but the ticket sub, so the ticket sub just said material issue, all ages show, Riviera, whatever it was, mm-hmm. 10 bucks for the show. 
And I remember going, mm-hmm. it was great. John Cougar came out. I think this was very shortly after he had his heart attack. He comes out chain smoking and comes out and sings Honky Tonk Woman, the first song. Band just hitting it. And this isn't a fairly small arena right. here. <clears throat> very sure. intimate. So it was awesome. But I'm like, well, you know what? I don't really want this you know, ticket stuff. I'm trying to clear out a bunch of stuff. It doesn't even say John Cougar Mellencamp or anything on it. So I put it up on eBay for forty nine ninety five, and it sold. The fuck, man! I know. If you have old ticket stubs, send them to me. That's just as good as cash, uh, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. I recommend that because there might be people who have that. I don't know. And why would you keep one? Is my question. If I go to something that gets thrown out before I get in the car, most people do. I'm a hoarder. Yeah. I mean, I learned it. I mean, from my dad who had a bunch of White Sox tickets, and I've been selling a couple for him on ebay as well i'm like look here's what you want to look for the you know various big events if things happen and one of the things that people seem to collect are the first games the first appearance That's insane yeah What's of a point? player that goes on to be in the hall of fame so ivan rodriguez Ugh. texas ranger legend uh, played his first game here in chicago mm. back in 1991 went on now is in the hall of fame uh, i listed the ticket at my asked a buddy of mine who is really big into the ticket market I'm like well what should one of these tickets sell for for ivan rodriguez's first game he's like well depending on condition five to seven fifty so i listed it on ebay at 9.99.99 and it was sold within an hour at a grand that's insane yes the people are literally buying somebody else's past yeah but I told my dad, fucked up. finally, I understand why you saved all the ticket stubs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for all that. He apparently predicted how many idiots there would be around. Yeah, it is uh, a nostalgia thing that people are getting into, I it's guess. Not, because it's not, though, because they're not the ones that went to it. I get that. It, but it is a piece of history. It, to me, does it make more sense to you or less than collecting a baseball card? Neither makes sense to me. Well, that would be true as well to me. But I get this, that it's limited. Most people did throw them out. So that kind of makes sense. But uh, yeah, what people will pay for weird things. Nuts. Yeah. So if you have yeah. old ticket stubs laying around again, look through those. You don't, obviously. I don't. But I'm like, okay, this is something that, which is great for my dad because he needs you know something to do otherwise yeah. he's just reading all day which isn't bad to read all day that's not bad either but got eyeballs yes and this has turned into kind of being a treasure hunt because you have right. this big bunch of things that you're otherwise up until like six months or so was like well i consider this just to be worthless it was just stuff we had collected now it's like wait people are willing to pay big bucks for some of this that is crazy i'm literally throwing away ipads and you're selling <laughs> paper yes one ticket for a thousand dollars from one game for a thousand bucks which i also that have a second one to sell so i will see what that insane. goes for yeah yeah i do all the work and he gets all the cash it's a great system it is a great system but you don't that know out quite well you never know what people are going to collect you want Ugh. the whiskeys that you can no longer get some people want yeah but tickets th- but i want them to drink them to i don't enjoy. like what you're describing is somebody buying an empty bottle for yeah. as much as it used to cost with the whiskey. This was exactly why 
my point for the 1991 season that that ticket stub came from i believe well it was at the face value and i don't well, believe, sure as hell it wasn't a thousand dollars no well the ticket face value was 13 dollars, and i believe at the time <laughs> my parents were actually paying for the season tickets they're they were paying slightly less than face value because they were uh-huh. giving season ticket holders a break i believe yeah. that the one ticket sold at the thousand dollars would have paid for their whole year of the 1991 for that probably for the season i'm like see who knew that's insane well biff knew yeah he yeah biff came back in time yep i uh that's how he made his fortune i mean at least i look at things like record albums you can enjoy them you can play them it's more than just looking at it who the fuck is buying this shit though i mean it's bad enough that there are people that are hoarding it by just not throwing it away i i can at right. least ascribe that to laziness yeah but what, who the hell is buying that for the first time and how much money do they have to throw away that they can buy a worthless literally worthless piece of paper that they have no connection to that somebody else used it is just i i don't get it maybe maybe somebody should start putting up used toilet paper on ebay <laughs> maybe there's a market for it I mean, I've seen people do interesting things like the day they were born, they wanted to collect one ticket of, you know, if this was during the baseball season of every baseball game that occurred on the actual day of their birth, and they wanted a stub from every one of those to put in a frame. There's interesting things people are doing, but that still you doesn't know, give you them You keep value. saying more and more things that are convincing me that maybe the globalists are right. You may want to just go with annihilation do a big fucking reset just nuke the hell out of everything and go back to half a million people total population really what is a better place to put your money in a ticket stub from 30 years ago or the stock market or crypto or gold would have been a much better play money play i don't know gold even i saw was going down gold was 35 dollars an ounce back then well then yeah then would have been a much better deal uh-huh. but we're talking about today where do you put your money today besides rubles and even that ship is pretty much sailed i think to make money on yeah the i mean it's it's the, the fast appreciation certainly has but um i don't know man it's 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 tough i mean i know you know where i'm putting my money is into radiation suits but uh <laughs> well to resell them yeah to resell them exactly but uh i don't know it's a tough one i i'm not great at uh investment advice so i don't even offer it uh, i occasionally will get lucky but also occasionally completely stumble too so so it all comes down to it it's a wash you could have just taken your money and put it in a jar and it's about the same well no i mean i've generally made but i've all well i maybe maybe that's true but i mean like i had some really bad picks in my time uh like i lost 100 grand on 3com ouch yeah because i i i thought everybody else was an idiot because i see what this company's trying to do in uh in latin america and i'm like oh yeah they're gonna be huge this is already at the point where they were kind of getting pushed out of the market in the U.S. And so I put a bunch of money in there, and then they just kept going down and down and down and down like <laughs> until eventually, uh, yeah. And I lost like a hundred grand on that. Yeah, it's kind I of, don't know, man. It's watching Cardano go down 
and down and down. It's just like that. Yes, you're right. And I think that's in the 30-something cent range now. Mm-hmm. But I still see people like, well, long term, this is going to be $15 in you know, 10 years. It's like, we'll see. I'm, I'm, there's no reason to take it out at this point. If it's going to just disappear, it'll disappear. But yeah. Murphy's hey, law otherwise um, says if I sell it off now, it's then it'll go up right away. I know. Uh-huh. Uh, you ought to, well, you ought to do a, find somebody that believes the opposite than you. And then you, one of the two of you guys will make, you know, make out like a bandit. Right. This is the concept. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to, it's the yin and yang. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to yeah, lose. It's called arbitration. Uh huh. So, uh, speaking of, um, the world going to hell in a handbasket, uh, I've got a prediction to make, um, here is the thing you want to keep an eye out for. Well, That'll be a canary in the coal mine. Yes. Is when the garbage services start to not be happening. You mean garbage pickup? Then, like- yeah, but when garbage pickup is delayed for any extended period, I'm not, I don't mean like a day, but for an extended period of time, like a week or more. We have crossed over the Rubicon, and there may not be a way to go back. Why garbage services? Because it's a non-essential essential service. It's an essential service that isn't going to kill anybody if it's not done, at least not for a while. Well, yeah, there have been garbage strikes in New York for... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, eh... Everybody yeah, always wants just, more money. Nobody's being paid enough. Nobody is being mm-hmm. appreciated enough. Well, if inflation is 20% a year, then nobody is getting paid enough because you're literally making less money every year unless you're getting over 20% raise every year. Well, this is why my wife decided to take a government job at exactly the right time. I talked about that on my other podcast yesterday. The whole cost of living increase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is probably going to be quite massive oh this yeah year. i would imagine yeah like thanks uncle joe yeah keep printing more money yeah it's got to crash at some point you just hope we're all dead by that point well it's <laughs> well that may come sooner than you think well but, it all depends uh, if the nukes that's why you yeah. need to get your radiation suit and your iodine pills from the angry that's Russian right. prepper.com something like that when is the I'm, um, well, I mean, I'm don't completely have the, not angry by the way so i don't know that's not a good domain name but no but it's you need you need a shtick yeah. and i think i can picture we have some really good artists i don't do the drawing you know i can i'm a gr- gorilla artist. collage artist correct yes. now somebody like mike riley mm-hmm. and roger roundy they're true artists i think mike riley could do a really great angry russian dude that why do you get this angry there's no anger here dude no, you're you thinking wanna, of your other host no but you want to be angry when it comes to selling no you, you don't you do you want to scare people no, you, you know don't. what scares no. people anger you don't anger wanna, does not scare people you don't want no, to be not at all. docile russian prepper because then people are like <laughs> i don't believe this guy he's too calm no you uh, want, the, the end is nigh right you're all gonna be dead soon it's all fine yeah the mess, don't worry about the it delivery is way different from uh-huh. The end is nigh. We are all going to die. As compared to, oh my God, the end is nigh. We're all going to die. Yeah, See? that that guy, I would not trust with spending any money from him. Dude, you don't want people that are rational here. 
Your business oh, is based it's a, it's completely on people that aren't all that rational. Here's the irony is I would agree with you in the past, right? But is now, that anyone buying, you know, uh, radiation iodine pills suit. like yeah. 10 years ago, radiation suits is like, pff, what the fuck, man? Today, I think that's getting to be the rational thing to do. Today, you're like, I can, this seems perfectly rational. Yeah. That's- I mean, in fact, I, I just took, uh, uh, just got a shipment yesterday of a bunch of uh, Polish radiation suits. Oh, what's the difference between those and the Russian ones? Just more fashionable? Left, left side, left hand drive. <laughs> left hand drive. Nice. Uh-huh. Makes, makes perfect sense. No, actually, well, I think they're NATO. I mean, they're, they're, but these just happen to come with instructions in Polish. Uh, so it's it's NATO, but it's it's. Uh, Do you have you to know. pay extra for the translated English instructions? No, I can I can read Polish. That's fine. So you'll just do it. You'll put your own little. I, I I'm pretty there. sure I'm okay with the instructions. Yes. So what? Gear yeah, are these you are not today? these are not for resale. These are just uh, stocking up for my personal. Right. Is this the, so? This is Stuff. what you get for you and for Adam. So you guys are going to sit around in your radiation suits and uh, uh-huh. and try. Yeah. <laughs> I want a picture of that so bad. You just you the radiation Adam suits in radiation. Oh suits, yeah, like I, I on a porch. I think it'd be Texas. hilarious to see a picture of Adam in the uh, in the gas mask uh, smoking a uh, uh, the vape. You, the vape thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you do that through the gas mask? Is there a, is there a special Podfather? <laughs> addition to the gas mask you can stick the vape cartridge in uh i don't think so but there's got to be a way to do a funny picture with it well yeah because what you just really need is not even a you want to just build the vaping part into the mask into the mask Uh right 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 exactly for the preppers who vape this Uh this is a unique product nobody else has you could make some money that's true that that might be worth a few bucks yeah the the uh what why would you not want to have a device that you can vape through a gas mask with exactly yeah hey, that somebody makes those like just cut us in yeah totally no that's a that's a great idea i'll talk to my uh, chinese vendors and then let gene know he'll sell those on his website and it'll be great uh-huh. when is it starting when is it opening uh soon how is the process going with Amazon? Any more movement on how this is uh, working? So I'm just waiting on product. Okay. So once so, you have product now, are you shipping? Or are you shipping yeah. stuff to Amazon? Yeah, just shipping it all to Amazon. Gotcha. So they're doing yeah. the heavy lifting. Well, I'm I'm doing the heavy lifting. They're doing the light lifting. They're doing the delivery, the last mile. The yeah, the the final disbursements. So what percentage? Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Do we ever talk about this? What percentage does Amazon get? If you sell um, they product. get a, it's between thirty one and thirty nine percent, depending on how much stuff they do. Damn! So if they're obviously if they're shipping it and doing all this stuff, and mm-hmm. they're they're actually having to touch it, then it's like towards the thirty nine percent. Well, it's it's also depends on how much stuff they're storing and how fast it moves and and whether it's a at all promoted on Amazon as a product. So there's a variety of factors that go into it, but. So are you in general, also- I mean, it's look, this is not it, like 40 may sound like a lot, but it really isn't because uh, in <laughs> the olden is. days, no, not really. In the olden days, if you went through a distributor, like if you're the manufacturer, you sell your shit to a distributor at about a 40% off and then he sells it to the, um, or I should say the other way, you I'll sell it to a distributor uh, for 
No, how do I do? Okay, let's start with the retail price. So you know, the retail price is say it's ten bucks. The store that's selling it in the physical store will at least make thirty five percent on that. So forty thirty five to forty percent markup, and then they're buying it from a distributor who will then also make like a twenty five percent markup. Uh, so really the manufacturer has to sell it for about a quarter of the retail price to the distributor. Uh, so you better have all your margins built in there. So it depends on what, what kind of products you're selling, obviously, but like the last couple of companies that I've run, the, uh, cost of product is about 10% or less of the final sales price. Seems about right now. You- Will you also be selling these direct? So once people buy them on Amazon, they'll get the package and it'll say, you know, jeanspreppers.com. And then if they want more, they can go. Yes, back. let's come up with more domain names. Just keep confusing, just keep confusing people confusing for people, everything. Right. Yeah. Oh, you, okay, um, we'll stick with angryrussianprepper.com because that's my favorite. Well, you'll, you'll be, you'll be, I think, surprised to see what the real domain is going to be that I got. Um, Surgeonspeaks.com. Unrelenting.com. Right. There you go. Uh huh. It is unrelenting. After yeah. All. Um. Anyway, the uh, the idea is to sell everything on Amazon, and then have a club on the website because I don't want to just make individual sales. But basically, people that are in the club will get every product that we sell shipped to them. I don't want to say for free, but it basically for free. But you're paying for the club. So it's not really free. This but sounds a lot like a scam. It's totally not a scam. And it, how is it a scam? How, how does that even sound like it doesn't sound at all like a scam? It sounds like the guy that used to be on late night TV, Don LaPrey. Hey, everybody, you want to make money in your mailbox? Just said $14.95 to me, and I'll let you know the secret. Yeah. Well, did you ever do that? <laughs> yeah. He sent you a piece of paper that said, do what I did. Exactly. That's exactly right. Which I'm not trying to sell a how to make money product. I'm I'm selling a product to save your ass. Boy, what about the rest of me? Nope, that's the only piece <laughs> that we <laughs> save. Somebody else have to sell you products to save all the other pieces. I think it's uh, just lead lined underpants. That's all we sell. So you're basically buying depend and then <laughs> adding a putting little. some lead paint on depend <laughs> undergarments. Yes, this is the best <laughs> deal ever. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's that's the way to do it. Hey, uh, people but you know, got rich on it's the a secret pet formula, rock. so I can't I right. can't talk about it. Right. People hey, but people got rich on the pet rock. So there's any possibility that uh-huh. something will take off. Uh I don't think you're a dog person, but you know, people that have dogs, they they have these little bags they carry and there's a brand called Uper Scooper. Well yeah, you have um, to well, if you're not a dick, you have which to take care of became them a huge huge brand getting contracts with cities and parks and stuff that was invented by my neighbor uh back in the 80s when the guy got laid off and he was unemployed for a while so he had you know time to think about ideas and what he realized is that every time he walked the dog he'd use like a a store plastic bag right. to scoop up the dog's shit and he was running out of those and said you know I wish there was a product or somebody should have a product that has like, it doesn't need to be too big. It just needs to be big enough to be like double the size of a dog shit. 
so I can scoop it up and then tie it off into a little bundle so it doesn't stink, put it in my pocket, and then throw it away when I walk by a garbage can. And uh, so he came up with that, and I remember in the 80s seeing a big truck from China show up at his house and unload all the product. <laughs> nice. And uh, so, you know, he was warehousing them at first, and then uh, two years later moved into a million-dollar house, and then, uh, you know, the rest of the story uh, was a success. But yeah, you never know. it's amazing what off. kind of little stupid, crazy little shit. Oh, yeah. seems to work. Like, maybe it's worthwhile to start manufacturing concert tickets in China and selling them on eBay. It probably is. And I've thought about exactly that because there are companies that are doing this that are selling them as you know reproductions or whatnot but they bought you know the machines that ticketmaster mm-hmm. ticketron used to use yep. Yep. just getting new stock printed up and then they're doing vanity tickets which i was uh, I, I guess on ebay this is weird because i would just go through and i look at these things and there's a michael jordan you know allegedly unused ticket from the first spring training game he played and i have my dad had because he saved them all when we went down Mm -hmm. to see we had the ticket stub so i'm always doing research on this and i guess just visiting a ebay page now ebay tracks that and allows the people that are selling the shit to send you an offer like hey i'll sell it to you cheaper than it's listed so they started doing that years ago i remember that when i used ebay this is like the first time that's happened. I was like, I thought they did it if you uh, mm. if you actually followed or subscribe, whatever they mm. call it, uh, watch mm. the item. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're saying they're doing it not just to watchers? The, I think The so. watchers is what it used to be done for. I think so, because I didn't watch this ticket because I looked at it and I went, hmm, you know, there's something. I just don't fucking trust eBay at this point. I, I think they're slimy. Oh, I agree. But in this case, on the ticket was printed as part of the, you know, actual printing that was done on the ticket itself in the little comment box or the one little box up top it says jordan debut and it's not like somebody wrote it in this was printed in the same printing as the ticket was printed in so when the guy sent me the offer i'm like well one for an unused ticket the price you're offering me is great but i also know that it's not a real ticket that was for that game Mm. because none of them say jordan debut on it because mm-hmm. here's the thing when they were selling the tickets they didn't fucking know that michael jordan was making his debut well obviously anything could have yeah. happened and then you know what happens if michael jordan can't play and people bought tickets that say jordan debut they all go give him my money back mm-hmm. so uh you know you have to be very well versed before buying any well anything at all but especially so, otherwise useless paper that somebody printed something on I know that we're really the Seinfeld of podcasts and our, our podcasts about nothing, but or everything. I did want to bring up one thing, uh, which was the the billion dollars for Alex Jones for defamation. What 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 do you think of that? Well, one Alex Jones doesn't have a billion dollars. Okay, uh, yeah, well, or does he? Well, maybe okay. I don't. To be fair, I don't know how much. Uh, how many bumper pills he does. has he sold? I don't think he does. He sells about, well, he doesn't anymore. At the peak, they were selling $86 million a year. Damn, that's pretty nice. He's, you may want to consult with him about angryrussianprepper.com. He may let you know. I think mm-hmm. we're getting to the point where free speech is dead. Yeah. I think that when you try to go after somebody for crazy things they say, it is a very 
dangerous, slippery slope. The case could have been made 20 years ago about going against somebody that's a broadcaster or somebody that's in the news. Today, everybody is a broadcaster. Yeah. So it is, you know, it's nearly impossible to believe that for any crazy shit somebody says that you can go and sue them. But this is the cancel culture we live in. Uh, Maybe you saw the other day during a football game. I think it was Troy Aikman that made the comment, you know, hey, we just need to uh, take the dresses off and, you know, really get down to fix, you know, basically saying the guys need to man up. But that was the term he used was, you know, take the dresses off. And people are calling for him to be fired. It's like fuck you. Yeah, it's just how well, him and talk. Him and Jimmy the Greek, they both yeah. need to be fired. <laughs> Jimmy the Greek's dead, and, and that goddamn uh, cocky coach guy too. The they're they're not the coach, the uh, broadcaster. All of these guys need to get fired. Jimmy the Greek for pointing out a reality. Mm. It's like today though, what Jimmy the Greek said that wouldn't even be a question. They would be hanging him in the town square. Oh yeah for being for uh, first of all he's culturally insensitive for calling himself the greek right well right exactly this is a a, i mean again though this is a world where there's a lot of people or maybe not a lot but there's a loud minority that wants biological men to compete in women's sports and think that's okay you know only in nato though you're true you know if i remember correctly (laughs) the jimmy the greek controversy he said that just genetically blacks were stronger and faster. And it's like, well, is that incorrect? It, that used to be called a compliment. But, yes. Uh, I guess not. You know, you know, it's like, let's the, the concept that we can't point out our differences is absolutely. You, you know what else? Uh, black people uh, don't get sunburned as, as much. Now that's I wish I had that ability. I mean, you know, I, I like I have to work at it and sit in the sun for weeks and weeks to get to the point where i don't get burned is that why you keep going to mexico pretty much i'm surprised they keep letting you back in not to the united states but to mexico i'm pretty (laughs) sure at some point they're like no 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 oh they did make me check my my bag on the way back which kind of pissed me off a little bit oh they thought maybe that these multiple trips to mexico were have a payload well no because i i have i usually travel with like a uh uh you know, Leatherman tool. Oh, you mean like check your bag, not like they were yeah. checking your bags. Well, no, they, they did both. Okay. But uh, after checking my bag, they said I had to check my bag. Ah. Yeah. Instead of just carry on. I usually just do a carry on. Well, that way you're at the hotel in just minutes. Yeah, pretty much. You just buy um, whatever you need when you get there because you are an international man of mystery with a large bank account. Well, the. I don't really bring much in terms of clothes to Mexico. If well, I'm right. You need to just a speedo, there. a Adidas tracksuit, and a. Pretty, I mean, you're suit. literally just called it out right there: a speedo, <laughs> a, a Adidas tracksuit, and a radiation suit. Is well, what else do you need in Mexico? No, that's it. Maybe trunks if if you want to go in nah, the pool. Nah, speedos really. enough. That's what speedos are for. This is why you pay extra for the iced tea. <laughs> it's the speedo surcharge. I don't know, man. Everybody's wearing Speedos at this resort. But they, are they, here's the question. Are they people you want to see in Speedos? Uh, well, they, they, there's nobody I want to see in a Speedo. There Not even go. me. There you go. But, you know, you got you to gotta do what uh, 
what everybody else is doing there. When that's in the, Rome, as they that's say. The, that's exactly. When in Rome, Mexico, you, you got to be a Roman Mexican. When you're in the Rome of Mexico. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, we talked about this. My story was fully confirmed that I flew to Mexico because somebody looked it up. Well, this is true because you sat next yeah. to Mrs. J. Cutler. Well, the ex-Mrs. J. Mm-hmm. Cutler, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm surprised you didn't seal that deal. I mean, that's the most disappointing of everybody that's been talking about this. That was <laughs> Gene not even didn't even know her first. I'm like, I, he knew. I had no idea who the hell this chick is. I've never seen her before. She's, you know, reasonably attractive, I guess. But uh, probably too old for you now, isn't she? In her 30s, so that, she's 35. See, uh, that's old now. She's a a pretty like she she's done a good job of, of minimizing 35. aging right she's a youthful 35 but she's still 35 yeah and that's there's just certain things you will not allow to move beyond well i mean i was you know i i was like i talked to her I, i'm not gonna not talk to somebody because they're 35 <laughs> well that was that's very nice of you i put her i put her luggage up for her well you were a gentleman that was nice i always am a gentleman yeah and if she were to ask you or a, a young, attractive female were to ask you what your age is, do you have a stock answer? Because I know it's not the truth. My what my your age, age is. Right. Yeah. What you're I usually say I, I'm younger than your grandfather. <laughs> well, that leaves a pretty wide berth, as they say. It's still a lie, but, you know, <laughs> because you may be older than some of their grandfathers. That's true. Uh huh. Uh huh. But they don't. Be yeah, like, don't no, I, I've totally dated chicks whose like mothers were still quite a bit younger than me. And you wonder why people are not donating hard to unrelenting. Uh, not, not really. I mean, I keep telling them not to. So they're actually doing what I tell them. We've said a minimum. Yeah. New minimum yeah. Donation. And I, I think it's a reasonable. And I mean, look you know a thousand dollars is a pretty high minimum but uh realistically speaking it's like dude 10 bucks or don't bother that well i understand that is why the and this is a conversation that's been had with what are you gonna buy the kielbasa house if you get less than ten dollars nothing yeah nothing not these days You, you get like one kolache for 10 bucks the concept has been talked about a lot with every podcaster that I've ever heard that is part of the podcasting 2.0 movement, which I think is mm-hmm. a great thing and moving in the right direction and go to new podcast But with that said, even the creators, Adam Curry and Dave Jones have talked about the fact that people will do something like sending in a boost of 333. And that seems like a lot. And then you're like, well, that's like five cents. It is literally five cents. Yeah. So that is the, the mindset that is still kind of a uh, an issue when it comes to that, because almost everybody I know, Bemrose over on Grumpy Old Ben's, Larry doesn't mind. Larry's easy. Larry's like, read anything that comes in. It's good content. But mm-hmm. I understand your point of view and Bemrose's point of view, which yeah, is. Fuck this shit. There's a yes. lot of work and money spent. I spend hundreds of dollars a year uh on shit it's almost 100 bucks a month frankly on all the stuff that goes into doing podcasts and you spend more than that because you do 10 times as many podcasts uh the hardest working man in podcast the the idea of uh of using that platform that you worked so hard and spent money on building 
to run an ad for somebody right. on that platform literally for five cents is bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong. Anybody that just wants to stream some sets that are worth a buck an episode and not ask for anything in return, that I love. Oh, yeah. Free money is free money. If somebody just feels good about donating, they have no expectation of anybody mentioning their website where they're doing cooking or anything. Just that's fine. The show, right. But if if you're doing it in order to promote something and you want a particular website or email or anything else read out, it, I think it's just silly for people to do it for sats. Do it for real money um, or or the sat equivalent of 10 bucks or more. Right. Send in that hundredth. Oh, that's when I go and I mean, I don't do it every episode, but when I'm going. Well, and, let's do the math while we're talking. You keep talking. I'm going to look up the current value of a sat. Right. Well, this is why when I do my donations and it's not every episode, but when I'm listening to the podcasting 2.0 show live which comes up live on the stream right after we do here on fridays mm -hmm. i can't go any less than a hundred thousand sats i don't feel right being less than a hundred thousand which i think is about 20 bucks now maybe you're right around there so one satoshi one satoshi yes is worth right now point zero zero point zero, zero one nine two cents so 10 Satoshis is going to get you just over a cent, over one cent. And what's 100,000 Satoshis? Uh, a, well, 100 million Satoshis is one Bitcoin. Yay. But what 100,000 Satoshis? Well, that would be one one hundredth of a Bitcoin. Dude, that's easy math. Which is currently what? What, 26,000 or something? So it'd be 2,600. No, not for a hundred thousand satoshis. No, no, no. For for ten million satoshis. So for a hundred thousand, it'd be a thousandth of twenty six thousand. So it'd be twenty six bucks. There we go. And yeah. that's about right where I feel like that's where I'd want to be. Twenty six bucks. Yeah, for a donation to a show. That there you I'm go. Listening to perfect. Like, I, I would round it down twenty five, but yeah. <laughs> well, I just go with a hundred thousand. I'm in the Satoshi market. A hundred thousand so. Satoshi. See, that's a good pot. Let's just make that across all your shows. Just say, don't donate anything less than a hundred thousand Satoshis. Come on in. The weather is fine. Uh, we do have to thank our buddy Josh Mandel, though. He is our one and only executive producer for today's show. Mm -hmm. Who came in with twelve dollars and thirty four cents? Just says, keep See, it up. There dudes. you go. Keep it that, up, that, dudes. That's like a million Satoshis right yeah. there. One, two, not a little less, but one, two, <laughs> not three, four. Uh, it's good. That's real money. No, it, it is. It's it is 50,000 Satoshis, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. exactly right. There you go. There's a good marker for you. So if people are sending less than 50,000 Satoshis, you're not going to get mentioned. Which sounds exactly right, which is why no yeah. agenda. I know they're a little bit of a bigger show, but that 50 and under for not getting mentioned fifty dollars we're still 50 bucks we're still under dirt yeah. cheap well sure we're okay. a better bargain yeah. with no audience though. well i don't know about that either but uh you know we'll see you're not you selling know my, us, I'll, I'll tell you one thing i'm definitely not selling us one thing i've noticed is it is not easy trying to convert all the people that clicked on follow me on no agenda social to actually download the goddamn podcast well, that's a good point, too, because there's way more people that follow me than that download the podcast. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people downloading podcasts that aren't even on No Agenda Social. So 
you know, come on, no agenda social people. Start downloading. Even if you're not listening, just download. We'll feel better. I don't care if you're listening or not. <laughs> just make me feel like it's growing. That's all I care about. I just want to see the downloads. I haven't looked at the stats on uh, these shows. I download of shows plenty of so podcasts long. that I don't listen to. See, you're the guy screwing you, like, with the statistics. Like, I download all of yours. You Thank think I you. listen to them? No. Hell no. But if everybody would just go to unrelenting.show and subscribe and uh we should really come up with some unrelenting yeah. swag and if i see people if you do a review of a show of this show not to yep. do a review of somebody else's show <laughs> oh you could do it of one of mine or any of yours i mean i i, I don't care because it's all in the same ecosystem it if somebody was listening to sir gene speaks within a few episodes they're gonna go who's this other guy he keeps talking about right well you talk about and, me a lot do I yeah, I talk about you every single episode. <laughs> well, that's and I refer to you as it does. the other guy that's my co-host. Well, see, that works. That way you never yeah. forget. You're like, this is also why you call women like babe. So you don't accidentally have to remember their name. <laughs> exactly. It's <always> just <laughs> babe. No, no. Oh, sweetheart. Come on. Uh-huh. But I'm, uh-huh. we're going to get some swag, you know, an unrelenting. Maybe we could totally do swag. You can put a little collage art stuff in there or something. Yes, yeah, so we have That's something to good. give away people that promote the show. If we see it promoting the show on social media, if we see mm-hmm. uh, leaving a review, especially leaving the review. And I know. Yeah. Now, technically, we can't we can't. Yeah, we can't pay them for paid reviews, no. but we can definitely recognize people that are spreading the good word. Yes. And while Apple fucking sucks, it is an important place. If you do use the Apple iPod thing, then yeah. reviewing. Now, on have Apple you is good. let me let me ask you, because I, I genuinely don't know. Have you submitted this show to everything or just select uh, catalogs? I believe we're on everything. I mean, besides I, the ones that are like pay, you know, the not necessarily on like the Spotify's, but yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Because like Sir Gene, I purposefully did not submit to Spotify. I don't want those fuckers anywhere near me. Yeah. Uh, so they, you can't get Sir Gene speaks on Spotify. Fuck them. Go to newpodcastapps.com and find a good yeah. podcast app. Yeah, that's and there's the a shit ton line. of good ones out there. Oh, dude, uh, and the the amount of things that are being added and improved over the last yeah. year is awesome. Oh, yeah. It's time for me to do another series. As soon as we get uh, just a good old boys actually up and running and I can separate out Sir Gene from the podcast I do with Ben, uh, I'm going to go back the Gene from the boys. Well, yeah, but I'm going to go and do a refresher, a set of interviews with all the podcasting 2.0 guys, because I really enjoyed doing that last year or two years ago. It's been two years, I think, since I did it. We or a year and a half, something some like that. Over here, if you think that would work, I think that could be fun. Well, what? But the advantage I have in just doing them so I know you want another podcast to do, but <laughs> the advantage I, I like doing them is that I can give everybody basically like an hour just to talk, and I I go into my NPR mode to where my only contribution is like you know asking five word questions. That's about it. So it really kind of opens it up for them to uh, provide insight into what they're doing we're kind of uh what they're excited about what kind of issues they're having if they are having issues and what they see on the horizon i'm very curious about that um it's cool stuff and not everybody look the show that adam does uh with dave while i will occasionally listen to it to kind of stay in uh 
you know, on track of what they're talking about. I think there's very few non-podcasters that are going to listen to that show. Why do you feel that way? Um, mostly because it's very much inside baseball. And do you think that'll change? Probably not. Do you think it should change? Well, it's a show with a specific topic that they've defined way back when, so I, I don't know. I don't think it should. Well, they're not the Seinfeld of podcasting. No, they have a, a very niche kind of a specific thing to work on. I think in a lot of ways, it's a replacement for Adam for daily source code. But less fun. Um, less music, for sure. Yeah. Or, or have you started doing music for their show as well now? No, we should be. Uh, there's no time By for we, a pre- you we mean are you? their pre-show. <laughs> pretty much well not anymore i mean i talked to adam and he's like yeah we'll be finishing around 4 p.m today it's like what the hell time do you guys start apparently last week they keep pushing it it back and back and back yeah last week they did it at like five o'clock or something and did you not like my muted npr i mean that's i was just trying to ask no i i was getting it i i wasn't gonna point it out because you're you have to even if you're a little more muted you still have to be on you know like you have to still hit it you can't just let too much silence pass. Right, B, because silence isn't good. Silence is called dead air for a reason. Yeah, that's usually... If you have a radio home. station with silence, it's usually dead. People are screaming at that point. Uh, we don't want silence. That is not no. content, which is why there are filters to remove silence. And I do that on all my podcasts. I know you don't. No, I do. Not on everyone, depending, as uh, CSB points out, Bemrose and I pretty much uh, talk over each other nonstop, so there's very little chance that there's going to be Mm. like more than a a quarter second of silence in that show. Yeah. But on Unrelenting, now and then, I will pull it out because I know it's a different As much here. Yeah. I think I have more silence with uh, the podcast I do with my other host. Um, But I, I typically will shrink the the breaks in conversation that are longer than one second down to one second that's exactly what i do i use i just put it for some reason i've got it in there as 999 milliseconds Mm -hmm. so uh yep yep and that sounds for those of you doing podcasts again inside baseball but that helps this is what the pros do yes you still have that pause that's long enough for people to remember but it doesn't go on so long yeah that they're like well you're just wasting my time now one second is about the longest pause at the end of a sentence that you want to hear anything longer than that sounds like the other person is searching for what to say yes which is why and i know i do it you do it a lot of people did they do the uh, um absolutely and you don't remove those i remove all of those and again inside baseball stuff so on the typical episode of Sergene speaks you sound much smarter there there are about 220 ums removed per episode on average how is it like per hour uh two hours okay so So about about 100 an hour 100 an hour yeah about more than one a minute which really you would think normally would drive somebody nuts you get used to it i think if you're hearing somebody for the first time that stuff jumps out at you a lot more but if you've heard the person speaking for a while you start to not notice it as much 
Well, I've noticed that with Bill O'Reilly because I follow Bill. Yeah. When he was on Fox, I watched him enough. There was none of that. When he's right. on his own program, there's a little bit because yeah. it's not scripted. But when he is on with Glenn Beck or Sean Hannity on their radio programming, he does a lot of, um, you know, it's interesting. But you can tell. Yeah. It's, it's just the how prepared are you? And if you are searching for a word, it's, exactly. it's human nature, especially when you're on the radio, because you want the other guy to know I'm still coming up with something to say, but I just don't know what I'm saying yet. Yeah, and I try to consciously actually turn it into a conversational topic. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this. One thing I've started doing since really doing Sergene Speaks is if I fumble a word, I don't try and like move on past it really fast. I actually will stop, repeat the fumble and say, you know, uh, what the hell was I thinking or what the hell am I saying? I can't talk. I'll actually highlight the fact that I just fumbled something. Because that's really what you need is you need a little bit of time to get your brain back into gear to finish the thought that you were trying to talk about. And an easy way to do that is instead of rushing, 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 which will keep you off track longer, is to slow down and kind of making fun of what you just said is a good way to slow down. Oh, I agree. For the solo shows, that is the way to go. I'm about 50-50 with that. Well, solo shows you don't really need to do that because you can stop and start anytime and re-record the last sentence so right. i'm i mean like shows nope. with people well you need to do that exactly but even with the solo show in this i was always a hundred percent fix it and i think it was you know maybe a year or so ago i was listening to the bandrew says podcast love bandrew stuff mm-hmm. and he flubbed it and he made it into a joke and i'm like you know this just makes the podcaster the host seem more human it it adds a little bit of levity to you know a yeah. show maybe where you're dealing with some angry topics and it's like so i've started leaving a little more of those in and making them the joke and being like hey yeah what 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 did i just say what word is that that's not even a word it's great it adds to the content yeah i i don't see anything wrong with doing it and i think it it's good for the person that just flubbed to acknowledge that flub because then you can move on unlike biden and hopefully make fewer of them right unlike biden yeah who said his son died in iraq and it's like um okay i understand Mm. i you can give him a little bit of leeway because they he believes the cancer that he died from was because of being stationed in iraq with the Mm -hmm. you know the tar pits but saying literally that he died in iraq that yeah uh, that that scares me and that was the, the good son of the free world yes <laughs> you know that scares me though that the president doesn't know at any given point how his son died yeah well i think if i look at it from the uh, black pill side the the biggest thing that's been proven now with biden in office is that it really doesn't matter who the president of the united states is do you think if Trump was still in, though, that we have inflation that we have now? I think we. I think things would be better in general, but they sure as hell wouldn't be as good as Trump would like to pretend they would be. Would Putin have gone into Ukraine? Would that be happening right now? Probably not. So we wouldn't have the Putin price hike. I, I agree that things there was a breaking point because even under Donald Trump, a lot of money was spent. 
with the COVID plans, you know, this we yep. got so mm-hmm. yes, there was a lot of that. There was going to have to be some inflation. I don't believe it's anywhere near where it is today, although it would be still hurting people. But I do also believe that we wouldn't have an energy problem. Gas would not have gone up at all. Right. Yeah, because he would have been making the opposite decisions. Like if there's any kind of supply restrictions, he'd be signing executive orders to open up new areas of Alaska to drilling, you know, right. Stuff like that. And the people that want to conserve all of this fuel that otherwise we're not going to need because the technology is going to be there within 10 or 20 years to not need it. It begs the question of, well, then why not use it today? <laughs> what are you saving it for? You're telling me there's not going to be any rainy day because we're going to have a utopia in 10 or 20 years. We're not going to need fossil fuel. So why not burn? Well, we're not going to need fossil fuels because the population of the earth will just be 500,000 people. Well, that'll happen. That's why you need your Russian suits to keep you safe from the impending. That's another thing that I don't think there's people. You don't think I should be one of those 500,000? I do. I believe you should repopulate the earth. I think I totally need to re with not that old. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. 22-year-old woman, please. If, if Donald Trump was in office right now, are you buying the nuclear preparedness kits? Well, I don't think you really would need to be spending as much time thinking about nuclear preparedness if there's no war in Ukraine. Right. I, w- I would agree 100%. There's still some risk with the China factor, right? That with Trump was more pervasive than it is with uh biden there is but the chinese uh, leadership Biden's, overall is the most capitalist people in the world i mean the people that live in the country <laughs> know but the leadership yeah, of china yeah. they want the the money yeah i don't know if i would call that capitalist i would just that call that greedy upper class but uh yeah i mean it, it is anti-communist for sure i'm just not sure it's capitalist true i, get, I will go along with that yeah, but I don't think they want to nuke the people that are they're trying to. Take I don't think so. Away. All they want is just to unify with Taiwan. That's all yeah, that, you know, why do we want to be involved in all of this stuff? I mean, I remember the good old days when it was like, uh-huh. you know, America, world police. That was a great movie. Why that do, was a great movie. Why do we want to be involved in all of this? You know, Team America. Uh, yes. Yeah. Team America. Oh, that was a great movie. I need to pull that one out again. Every time I see the Eiffel Tower topple, it just brings a tear to my eye. I'm so happy. I think that's going to be one of the next Lego sets is a big Eiffel Tower. That's the oh, really. Yeah. yeah. All with the little, uh, you know, the metallic little uh, technic yeah. things that they have, which would it would be phenomenal just from an architectural standpoint, not because it's in France. They should have an Eiffel Tower construction set thing in Legos. That That's a geometric shape. It'd be very cool. They can come what up would with you anything. do with it though have a dinosaur stomp on it or something maybe or? there uh-huh. was uh on somebody posted on uh no agenda social a video from adam savages tested with the two guys where they had built the lego death star and the lego lego imperial star destroyer and oh, threw the star destroyer into the death star and watched them all just explode oh my gosh like yep that's Did they build the death for. star with the uh the completely uh, poor planning access path. Right, of course. To so, the right to the core. So uh-huh. it can blow right up. Yeah, so it can just blow right up from a single small rocket. Uh huh. Yeah, we were watching something the other. Oh, it was uh, 
the Tom Cruise movies. Have you seen uh, Maverick, the latest Top Gun? I still, I still have not. That's I, I looked. I've thought about watching it, but it's still like twenty bucks on Amazon. Um, screw that. Yeah, you don't want that. Wait till you can watch it free somewhere. Yeah, I. It's got to pop somewhere up for free before too long. But when you're watching it, the thing that'll keep going through your mind is this is just like Star Wars going to the Death Star. It's exactly the same thing. I mean, literally. It's exactly the same thing. That's really? all they're training for is to get the planes to go through a very small little you know area that they have to stay mm. underneath so they're not getting shot. And then they have to like go up and then shoot down into this. Little, I'm like, it is Star Wars. That's what this whole thing is. And it's like half the movie. Hmm. It's hilarious that if that was not done knowingly that they were trying to mirror the whole Death Star thing, it was. Then it was okay, just, I'm you, trying to get my Uber Eats back to Austin. It seems to be stuck in Chicago now. God he's damn like, it. no, you, would you like Polish food in Chicago? Uh, yes, please. Well, yes. I mean, I don't want any food in Chicago. I want food here in Austin. God damn it. Chicago, Chicago. Come get some pizza. I wouldn't. Maybe I could deliver some pizza from Chicago. That'd be all right. Yeah, some good Chicago pizza. I like the thin crust, though, not the deep dish. Deep dish well, is too filling. You can get well. Deep dish is a pie, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a pizza pie. It's a pie. Uh, and and they do have it, but it's not called pizza in Italy. Like when I when I lived in Italy, you could get what is similar to deep dish pizza, but it's not called pizza. I forget what it's called. But well, their pizza is thin crust in Italy, right? That's but it's not crispy thin crust. It's just like like a doughier kind regular, of regular, yeah, doughy. Like thin you would crust. make in a wood ov- wood stone oven. Uh, they also than- don't automatically droop tomato sauce and everything. Oh no, you can have uh, different types of sauce. Uh, yeah, usually you've got like the Alfredo m- olive oil. Well, that olive oil is a lot more common. Yeah, a little yeah. olive oil, a little basil, just a little bit of mm-hmm. fresh mozzarella. Yeah. That's delicious. Put that in a nice big wood stone oven that's pumping out like 1500 degrees. And it's like, two, oh, three yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Those freaking ovens are amazing. Uh-huh. And they're wood burning. They're not uh, electric. That is the secret that, uh, and I, I mean, unfortunately, the guy turned out to be an upskirt pervert. So the pizza restaurant disappeared. But the place we had here, they had the wood stone mm-hmm. oven. And that was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. We've got one of those restaurants here, but I don't like the way they make their pizzas. Well, you should tell them. Show them how to do it right. I did tell them that. They told me, to don't the bother coming back. <laughs> uh-huh. Was this a contentious argument or was this a polite? No, not at all. I was just politely trying to tell them that their pizza recipe isn't very good. And and I've worked for a number of pizza places over the years, and I, I have a... Uh, a little bit of experience in this. Like, I can still throw a pizza like a professional oh, like champ you can throw that up yeah. and spin it oh, yeah. and get the right size absolutely throw it up spin it on my fist totally nice so what uh, is for you the perfect pizza what is what ingredients are going on this if you're making yourself one oh i'm gonna get hate mail <laughs> uh so that would be gene i, I generally like yeah gene at surgene.com i i generally like kind of like my my cranberry schnapps i prefer things that are a little more unusual uh, back in the 80s, my favorite pizza was lutefisk pizza. Now, that's like a weird fish, right? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a like a marinated fish. Marinated cod. And this is the first time I've ever heard of anybody putting that on pizza. 
<laughs> right. Like I said, a little bit unusual. Never um, seen it on the ingredients when I'm it was, perusing. The menu. No, you can't. You can't get it at a pizza place. But it was. It was a very, very nice flavor. It's kind of salty. Kind of. Uh, it's basically li- uh, fish that you marinate in lye. Well, it kind of makes sense because I yeah. love a thin crust pizza mm-hmm. with feta cheese and black olives which gives you a similar yeah, black olives is good yeah you know yeah. salty kind of a lot of things give you salty yeah uh but lately for thin crust what i've enjoyed is a um uh a spinach and ham uh pizza with a white sauce interesting yeah well there's nothing wrong with the white sauce but no, it's just not normal pizza most people would order. Right. Well, because people think you have to have tomato sauce. And you're absolutely right. White pizza you, yeah. is some of the most delicious stuff I've ever had. Yeah. The, the, if you have pizza that, that has good dough, dough has enough flavor uh, and there's enough fat. It's really, I mean, what, what is pizza? It's basically bread with fat. It's a sandwich. That's all it is. Yeah. It's bread. Well, yeah, everything's a sandwich. <laughs> right. It's bread with fat. And it's now the baking caramelizes the non-fatty carbohydrates. So uh, if you didn't have carbohydrates in there, you wouldn't even need to really bake it. You just eat it raw. Have uh, pizza dough pizza. That does not sound as good as cookie dough ice cream. Well, fair enough. But I've eaten my share of raw pizza dough as well, having worked in pizza places. Uh, why? And um, is it, t- eh, it tastes good. Thought, I really I've good. never thought about trying that. Yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to do that because you're There's eating egg. live yeast. Yeah, and yeast. The egg doesn't matter. Whatever. I don't. I'm immune to salmonella. I've been that forever. Wow. But so yeah, anybody, that's one of my. If anybody runs one of my immunities, feet, that's one of his superpowers. Yeah, I'm. I've got a few things that I'm immune to, um, that uh, or or highly resistant to, like THC. Nice. Um, and Novocaine. And Novocaine, correct. Yes. And Novocaine, unfortunately, I'm resistant to. Yeah. Doesn't work on me. I go back to the dentist for them to. They were going to get. Oh, yeah. How's your teeth going? Yeah. Let's talk about your teeth for the next three minutes. I'm still uh, chomping. Uh, If I don't eat very carefully, I am biting my cheek. So the the crown is going to have to be adjusted slightly to. to stop that. You just need to round round off the edge a little bit so that even if you bite it, it's not going to be that bad right because like on the other side i can't even trying i can't bite the cheek bite the cheek so when did you ever have braces or not when you were a kid never did so i did and what they did back then were in the olden days with braces is if you because you're adding more crapola to your mouth and you do end up biting your cheek quite a bit the solution was they gave you wax that's like medical grade wax to just kind of put over the braces in that area that you tend to bite your yourself with and that wax adds even more bulk but it's rounded right it's not gonna come yes. into anything over yeah. the braces and it conditions your cheek to what the quote-unquote normal position is of the cheek so that it doesn't have a tendency to like want to stretch underneath your teeth and you do that for like two three weeks and then you don't have to do the wax stuff anymore. Your cheek just stays out of the way. Well, that's what I was hoping here, but I think there is, it's just slightly off to uh, where it needs the yeah. adjustment. And I, if I 
chew the food on that side, no problem, because the food's yeah. keeping the the cheek right. away. But right. if, you, if you accidentally forget and like go chew on the other side, there's a really good chance on, on the uh, side with the crown you're getting a nice big. Now you you chunk could you could go fancy too and just like uh, get little suction cups to put on your cheeks <laughs> on the outside. Right, pull it and out. And then tie a string around the back of your head and tie it to the suction cups. Is this something else, I, the angry Russian prepper? I just invented this. I'm literally inventing it as we speak. <laughs> this is not a real product. But I could totally see it happening to where it, like, stretches your cheeks back. And then uh, it gives you more room in your mouth so that you're not biting your cheek. Yeah. So I'll be happy when that gets taken care of. Uh Mm-hmm. i mean it's not that bad where i had to rush in they're like well we can get you in but it was the other location yesterday i'm All like right. uh, i can wait till next week so uh mm. going on tuesday to have that fixed it just if anything it's also a great diet plan you just eat a little bit less because yeah, that's not a bad thing we could all eat a little bit a little bit less uh-huh it's a great diet otherwise you just go buy milkshakes and then you don't have to worry about chewing at all that's not a great diet no that's that's the opposite but can you take some lutefisk and put it into a chocolate shake maybe oh no no, no. <laughs> opposite flavors man you don't want to go that route it's, now if you use what what is that uh, ice cream that ben and jerry's have fish something fish i don't know fish i don't do ben and jerry. or something i know there's a fish for the band probably knowing ben and jerry there's a fish p-h-i-s-h flavor oh yeah i think that's how they spelled yeah because they're those um, hippy dippy liberals. They're, they're also not at all connected to the company that makes ice cream anymore. They, no, sold, they sold that a long out. time ago. Yeah, they're so they're really capitalist pigs. But they're, but they're still very hippy dippy capitalists. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing: I, I think this this misconception needs to get fixed that somehow liberals, hippies, Democrats don't like money. They love money because money allows them to tell other people what to do. Right. They just want your money. They want everybody's money. Right. Your money, my money, their own money, everybody's money. They think they so should that have it. They can decide what you should be doing. Exactly. It's all about power. It is about power. And that, that is a key thing. And I think the distinction between the conservatives and liberals is mostly around whether it, it has nothing to do with whether you want to make a lot of money or you're, you're pro money or everybody's pro money it has to do with do you want to decide what you do or do you want to decide what everybody else does and the liberals want to decide what everybody else around them is doing and the conservatives just want to decide what they themselves are doing that's it there's a difference makes sense is it true Tulsi yeah. Gabbard's doing commercials for angry Russian prepper.com? It is. It is true. Uh, I didn't think we put that out there yet, but yeah, we're, we're talking to her to sign her on and do some ads for us. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I like Tulsi. Yeah. I, I would love to have her do some ads. I'd love to have uh, the, uh, the wonderful big booty Latina do some ads for me as well. Oh, AOC it was her birthday. AOC the would other day. be Did you, you awesome. Send her something? Of course. I, I have that on my calendar. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I said i, I, I don't understand the i didn't understand the attraction gene and somebody just pointed out aoc's got boobs <laughs> i'm like that's all it takes oh, all right all right uh she she is starting to get a little old but communist boobs but now she's like 30, you know right? so yeah yeah she's kind of getting up there in years you know but no i i just i don't know there's something about her i just think she's cute
it's called dead air for a reason. 